You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, OJ, Juice, man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course, y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the fish tank right here on the Miami Dolphins Podcast Network, Seth Levitt, OJ McDuffie, man with the best hands in the business, and definitely the best hands in the podcast business, Juice. <laughs> What's up, Seth? What's going on, man? How you holding up in this thing? Hey, man, I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, I'm, I got these badass kids running around, man. But other than that, though, everything's good, man. Everything's good. I'm glad you're doing all right. DJ Preach, always with us. And Juice, when we yep. decided we were going to do this thing two years ago, I had a short list of guests. And this guy, <laughs> I mean, I've been trying to get him to South Florida for two years. He basically told me he had too much shit going on, but he was going to make it down here. The world has changed a little bit. We're all sitting here on Zoom and found a different way. But Ray, Lukey, Luke, Ray Lucas, welcome to the tank, man. Thank you, man. Man, it's good to see both of y'all. It's been a minute, Great man. It's been a, it's been a long minute, actually. Too long. What's good, Luke? No, it's all good. I mean, not really, but it's, you know, for, I mean, <laughs> yeah. for, for a dude to be in the house with four women, and the house ain't that big, Juice. It's good enough right now. It's good enough. You're holding up all right? Yeah, I'm holding. I'm holding it down, you know. Jesse's good. The girls are good. Life is good. Girls are good. It's just, you know, when you have that many people and, you know what I mean, where you can't escape. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'm an executive director of a housing in my town, so I get to go to work for a couple hours every day, even if I ain't got no work. I get to <laughs> fuck up out of here, you know what I mean? So, uh, You're calling me, babe. It's, a, it's you an know emergency. What I mean? So... <laughs> Let's hope my wife ain't watching this fucking podcast. I know that much. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll save it for a couple months here. We'll yeah, there we go. a little time. There so, look, go. before we get too deep into this thing, go I ahead. think it's critical for our listeners that we go over that we go over something so that – because, you know, I think that there's something I like to call Lukey language, you right, know? Right. And so I don't want people to miss some things that have things go over their heads. So there's a few things I wanted to go through. Okay, and, hit me. Yeah, so the first one is, of course, so we got to start with the dome piece. Yeah. What's the dome piece? This is the dome piece right here. Right. Right. This now, if somebody crosses, that's the whole piece. But if somebody crosses Lukey, we got to split the dome piece to the. We split the we split the dome piece to the white meat. You know, you ever get hit so hard? Juice Juice knows. You ever get hit so hard where you, you get cut and it's white yep. and it don't bleed right away? Right. Right. That's how I hit. I hit you to the white meat. I'm <laughs> going right to the white meat. Yeah. <laughs> split to the white meat. Yeah. And if that happens, then you might be spitting. What? Spitting what? Ketchup. Ketchup. Yeah, you're gonna be yeah, you're gonna be spitting ketchup. I mean, but but again, you know, I'm trying to change. I'm getting older and I don't wanna get my ass kicked no more. You know what I mean? Back right. in those days, you know, just when you were playing, I was in shape, you know what I'm saying? Right. To throw down with just about anybody. Now I'll just be like, uh, you know, my wife's like, Hey, you you ain't fucking twenty six no more, boy. You better right. watch yourself. You might be spitting ketchup. Yeah, well, I, but that's not gonna happen. That's not, that's not gonna happen. So so Juice, when I called Lukey to see if he would do this interview. He was all fired up, and he was ready to split somebody to white meat, and it was his neighbor. Tell me what happened. What, what, what did your neighbor do with the garbage? Oh, so, 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 like, you know, I, I'm a Jersey boy. You know, I'm, I'm the dirty. I mean, I, you know, I'm true all the way around. So, of course, you got cameras around the house because, you know, people like to help themselves to shit that ain't dirt. So I'm going into my – I go to – I go. my wife says, hey, we're missing a damn garbage can. I said, I said what? What the fuck do you mean we're missing a garbage can? So I go on to tape the video, 
and somebody literally stole my recycling bin. And he so the camera goes across. I have it like set up so it goes across the street. This motherfucker lived across the street, Juice. <laughs> I was like, dude, if you're gonna steal something, you don't steal something from somebody across the street. Right. You might go down a couple blocks, my. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's going on? So I had to go over there and then you know get the can. But you know sometimes shit happens. Whoop whoop came and and you know they thank God they're I'm in Harrison, my hometown, so. They're like, come on, man, Luke. I said, the motherfucker lit, stole it. He lives across the street. He took it from across the street. And he was like, did you take his can? The dude had his it, like, name scratched. on it, right? Yeah, he scratched out my friggin', uh, you know how you put your, like, your addresses? He scratched mine out and put his shit right next to it. I said, man, get the fuck. It almost to the white meat juice. It was almost to the white meat. <laughs> almost to the white meat. Okay, so he, he will not fall into this category, but who are your aces? When you say your aces, what does that mean for Luke? My my aces probably right now are are the same, you know. It's wifey, it's the kids, man. It's it's you know when you when you go through what we go through in, in the NFL, and then you know fifteen knee surgeries later, four neck surgeries later, it's not easy, you know what I mean. And I miss the game. I mean, you know what? When people ask me a lot, Luke, man, like, what do you miss the most about the game? And it's the locker room for me, you know. What I mean, I, I, well, and my Nike contract because that shit. Was, you know, <laughs> now I gotta pay for shit, so that ain't good. But I miss <laughs> the guys, you know. what I'm saying I miss the guys. So my aces are, you know, who they always been. My boys are. I'm still with, you know, my best friends are still the same from when I was there to when I'm here now. I'm, they're my brothers. Uh, so my ace team is. She's downstairs. She's she's working from home and stuff. So it's it's, it's got to be wifey and the kids, man. Love it. So there's the aces. You mentioned the dirty jurors, so we know yeah. what that is now. Well, you know, uh, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know how we do. <laughs> there it is. That's awful. You know that is awful. <laughs> what, you, what you mean, Juice? That's that's just terrible. That R is just. Listen, don't don't hate it. Terrible. I know where you went to school. You know what I mean? I know. I don't want to talk about college right now. We're, we're going to get into that in a minute. We're, we're going to get into that in a minute. Are we going to get into that in a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're definitely going to get into that in a minute. Hey, be careful, though, because my boy, Greg Schiano, is back. So it ain't going to be too long before, you know, my, we might drive up to Pennsylvania and put a whoop ass on somebody who deserves okay. it. Well, with, the, with your third-string guys out of Jersey, we get all the first <laughs> oh, and second-string guys. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Well, hold, we're going we're gonna to get into that in a minute. I want to get into a few more of these things. So your big boy diapers. Yeah, big boys. What happens big when someone's got to put on the big boy diapers? What's that mean? It's time to man up, man. It's time to get going. You know what I mean? If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. You know, big boy diapers are when 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 the shit is hitting the fan, you either rise or you sink. I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, like, and, and you know, Seth, I mean, you've been in, when I was at the Dolphins, you were in the media department. See, it's sink or swim, man, like you said. You're either shark or you bait. Right. Which one are you going to be? Put your big boy pants on. It's time to go. There it is. So those are the big boys. Now, this one's one of my favorites. And this is this is very specific to Lukey. If you're getting your Joe Robbie on, what does that yeah. mean? That means you get, you get your sweat on. You get your sweat. You know, when I was at Rutgers, we up here freezing your ass off, you know, for so many months. Go down there and get Joe Robbie on. Boy, that sun come out. Juice, like, yeah. Look at this. Juice smiling. Look at it's hot as hell out here. You get your Joe Robbie on, you you getting your lather up. You lathering <laughs> your shit up a little bit. You know what I mean, Juice? Yeah, he no came doubt. down and said, getting your Joe Robbie on. Of course, the, an ode to the original name of what is now Hard Rock Stadium. Yeah. But, uh, the Joe Robbie Stadium, which, you know, we're, 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 a little bit, Luke. Well, I will say, my parents came to watch me play the Miami. And uh, 
when I was in college and, uh, you know, the guy, you know, you park, you used to be able to park across the street and stuff with the people's houses. His rental car was stolen. I'm just saying. I ain't saying much. I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. Drew's had a similar experience yeah, in college when he came down here. But right. they went after the head coach's family. <laughs> they, they did. They did. They no. got, them on the, got them on the beach. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. Got robbed on the beach. See, now that's a cold game, man. You're supposed to be relaxing on the beach, not getting robbed. Yeah, the well, worst you know, part of it, hey, Luke, told is that I found out some of those guys went to my high school. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a whole different. Well, that's now, a whole different. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, though, Seth. You know what I mean? The dots start to connect, for sure. Yeah, yeah, All right, yeah, so yeah. this is the last one for Luki language. If you're getting your Joe Robbie on and maybe you don't have the best hygiene, you might smell like hot garbage, but not just hot garbage, but hot garbage on a windy day. Hot garbage on a windy day. You know what I mean? I mean, when you stink, <laughs> travels. You know what I'm saying? That wind pick it up. Blow it up your nose and shit. You know, when you stand next to somebody, like I worked in the city for eight years, I was executive in there and start smelling that sub, that onion shit. It's time for the you to move or me to move one or the other. And, and it ain't going to be me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so there it is. So that way our listeners, you know, if they don't remember, they don't hit the around, I want them to be able to navigate this interview and, and, and be able to follow. <laughs> So, so yeah. we're good. We got Lukey language code. Hey, hey, Lukey, speaking of the dirty germs, man, I know a lot about that area, obviously. You know, I, I went to school right next to that that place right there, man. But let's talk about you a little bit, a little bit of your background, you know, the different experiences you had. I mean, you decided to stay home and play football yeah. in Jersey, for yeah. Rucker, when you could have gone to other places and played basketball or football. Yeah. Why, what made you decide to stay home? Well, you know, Juice, the, the funny thing was this. Like, you know, when you – and you, and I'm sure you went through the same experience because, you know, I could have went anywhere in the country. A, a, everybody was coming. And I went on some visits, and I was sitting down. I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, why am I going to go make another state great? Why would I go away to school when this is where I'm from? This is where, my, you know, my family is. This is – you know, so I, I wanted to stay home and change the perception of what Rutgers was. You know what I mean? And we started it going for a little bit, you know, when we, when I got to being a senior and when I left, but it, then it fell the hell off. You know what I mean? I'm Rutgers to the day I die. I, I go to sleep with a Rutgers shirt on. I wear my R on my chest. It's in my blood. I bleed it. But if we had, and this is the truth, if we actually had motherfuckers from New Jersey, the top athletes, top tier, five-star athletes, stay home, we'd be in the top 20 every year, period. End of story. But they travel. So Rutgers has gone through, again, another time of, how do I say, shit. I mean, there ain't no other word for it. You know, there really ain't no other word for it. So, you know, when, when they let go of the head coach, there was only one dude who has ever, you know, I mean, my coach, Doug Graber, was absolutely fantastic down there, changing the culture. But Greg Schiano is, is a different breed, man. I mean, the man is, is exactly as advertised. You know what I mean? He doesn't put up with the BS. He, the kids are in class. The graduation was up. And we were beating, you know, we beat Louisville, number three, in the country, in our own house. You know what I mean? I do the radio games, and I was like, man, this is for real. Like, we, we re like Rutgers is relevant. So it may take some time, you know what I'm saying, for us to get back to where we're going. But the reason why I went to Rutgers was because I want to make my state great. You know what I mean? I didn't want to go to another state and then, you know, that, that was my basic reason. Like, why go from home? So, Were they going to try and let you hoop at all, Luke? Was that yeah, I could. I, you know, basically, the, the deal was I could do whatever I really wanted to if, if I wanted to. But Rutgers academically is no joke, man. Like, right. if you, you don't you don't pull your grade point out, they throw your fucking ass out. You know when, when they're recruiting high school kids and they, they want the player that they're recruiting to jump off the screen? Well, let me read some stats here that I, that I found on Ray. 
when he was a senior in high some school. Stats off on Lugie. Yeah, I, I got some stats. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> he passed for 960 yards, ran for 545 yards, accounted for 98 of the team's total 128 points on the year. Counted for 98 of 128 total points. Plus, he kicked the extra points and field goals. Damn. So Tom that's Dempsey. the dude that Rutgers got right there. Got Tom Dempsey. Well, you know, you know, Juice, when you when you when you when you could do it all, you got to do it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, high school, is. high school for me was, oh my god, man, I loved it. Oh, yeah, the foot on you though. Know, you know, I think that Ray, I think that's a lot of what goes on. With some of these high school kids, man, they they do do it all. You know, yeah. I mean, you played three sports probably. Yeah. Three, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, the star on all those teams, captain of all those teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, like. Like you said, you had to you had to kick off, kick field goal, play quarterback, running back. Listen, you know how we do, Juice. Whatever needs to be done, if you need me to do it, I'm gonna get it done. I mean, it's that simple. We you don't get to where me and you got to by by chance. That was right. just hard work, determination, and you know people that said no. You know, like when I went to co- when I first went to college, they're like, man, you ain't no quarterback, you a running back. But right. then when you go to college, and then, then you say, man, you ain't never going to the NFL, you ain't good enough. Right. So you know, it, to me. You know, being a Jersey boy, that's like the quintessential part of being Jersey. When they tell you you can't do something, then you do it just to fucking smash it in their face. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically how it goes down here in Jersey. Well, speaking of that, so I like down here. It's up there for us. Up but there. no, but yeah. but no, I got you. But speaking of that, so I read that when you first got to Rutgers, the NFL wasn't necessarily the goal. It was like, let me be the best quarterback that I could be here, prove that I'm a quarterback and do yep. that thing. At what point did that shift? At what point did we, you were like, yo, I could maybe get paid for this? And as much as I hate to talk about it, and, and because you and I might have a different perception on the man who who made your your dreams are reality. Well, there's no fucking question about that, Seth. <laughs> yeah, but 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 walk us through that journey a little bit. Well, you know, to me, my father told me, you know, they're going to use you for your talent. You have to use them for their education, you know, and Rutgers academically is is top notch. It's, it is what it is. Like I said, they don't play. You get below a certain grade point average and it's see it. They, they send you a letter. They don't even call you and be like, hey, man, listen, you need to keep, you know what I mean? You get a letter that says, you know the reason why I know? Because I got one of them motherfucking letters. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, my father said they're going to use you for your talent. Use them for the, your education. So when I first got into school, it was about proving the doubters wrong. And it was about, you know, because I had people who believed in me, like Doug Graber, Stan Parrish, Mose Rise, and all these coaches told me, you are a quarterback. Don't let them tell you who to be. Don't let them put you in a box. So to me, it was more or less, what am I the weakest at? What am I the strongest at? Okay, when I'm the strongest at, leave that shit alone. Let's work what I'm on the weakest at. You know what I mean? And that was reading the defense and stuff like that. Because you know, when you were in high school, it's all feel. We didn't have I didn't have a coach looking at film. We didn't watch film on the next team we were playing. We got a scouting report, piece of paper. That's it. You know what I mean? So when I got the letter for the, I was actually going to be playing basketball for Rutgers my senior year before I graduated, and I got a letter. From the NFL for the combine, I almost like shit in my pants. I'm like, what, what, what? Say what? They want me to go to the NFL combine. So you know, then the basketball stopped, and then then it was like, well, okay, I, I see the door has a crack in it. Can I break that shit open? You know what I mean? So when I got the letter to go to the combine, that's when I was like, well, wait, did they want me to be an athlete? Did, you know, what do they want me to be? They want me to be a wide receiver. And then I made up my mind that I would be willing to do anything to play in the NFL, anything. And so who was it that, you know, I, I mean, we know who it was, and, and this is 
this is tough for me to get into this subject yeah. matter, but, yep. but obviously there, there was one person that was uh, instrumental in your career and, and made that a reality, helped yeah. make that a reality for you. I mean, I, I can't take the credit away from what you made a reality. Well, no, no, you yeah. can't. I mean, Parcells, listen, man, he's a Jersey boy. You know what I mean? We share that kind of, I don't know, it's like an unwritten rule up here. You know what I mean? You, you could tell who got a guy is from Jersey from a mile away. And uh, I remember I, they moved me to wide receiver, so I sucked, period. Like, if you if you were at New England Patriots field in the, in the summertime, you'd be looking like, who the hell is 15? He's hot garbage with the, with the wind. You know what I mean? And uh, like two-week-old two hot garbage. You know what I'm saying? So I always knew, like, you have to be seen. Like, you know what I mean? Especially in training camp. I mean, I wasn't juiced. We were a first-round draft pick, so it, you were already expected to be, you know, make an impact. For me, it was more or less like, I'm going to get cut. So what am I going to do? I started to fight every single day. Because then Parcells would be like, hey, man, you know, what the fuck is your problem? I'd be like, you talking to me, though? Ain't you talking to me? You know what I mean? Because he always said, if I ain't talking to you, you better get worried because you ain't going to be here. So every day, every practice, like I wait till 15 minutes before the end of practice to yoke somebody up. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't get really hurt. You got a helmet, shoulder pad. How you going? I'm not going to hurt nobody. I jump on their back, start, you know, punch them in the rib cage and stuff like that. And then finally he said, hey, cut the shit, man. I'm going to take care of you. All right, but you're going to have to work. So my first two years, I was a special teams wide receiver. I didn't start playing quarterback till my third year. And Bill definitely took care of you, man. You know, the one year with the Patriots, and he goes to the Jets, and who's he bring with him? Lukey, yep. right? Yeah. He brought Lukey to, to the Jets with him. And, you know, you know, I hate that team. I hate, hate the Patriots. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I got to I gotta get your opinion on, you know, how was it from the other side of the tracks when you're with those guys playing against the Dolphins? How would you guys feel about the Dolphins at that point when you were up there? When I got to the patch, you know when you were a rookie, you know what they say, dude, shut the fuck up and just keep your ears open? So it was more like when I got to the Jets, then that was the real where it became like we friggin' hate the Dolphins. You know what I'm saying? Because all our games are always a battle to the end. Like to the last friggin' 30 seconds left on the clock, the game was still going on and there was still like a chance somebody could win. You know where some games you'd be like, all right, switch it. I'm going to five. You know, I'm, I'm going to a different game. Like with the, with the Jets and the Dolphins, we t- you know, because you – Dolphins at that time had Zach. Everybody's talking shit. I'm a quarterback. You know, I played the quarterback position like I was playing defense. We could be down right. 20. I'm still talking shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it was the rivalry. You know what I mean? Like, we knew that we had to get down there. Not so much with the patch, which I think Jeff fans are going to be, like, a little confused because, you know, when Belichick left, there's obviously that animosity when you leave us, uh, when our head coach leaves and you sign a friggin' napkin and then you go to the past. Like, you know, that, that shit wasn't right. That, you know, we didn't treat it like that either. But we knew when we go down to Miami, it was time to roll. You know what I mean? It was big boy pants. It was, it was, it was, you know, the, the big boy diapers had to be on. They had to be strapped up tight. You know how when you got kids, you put that little strap, you just tuck it. <laughs> nah, bitch, we wrapped that all the way around <laughs> rock and roll. So, you know, it, it was funny that way because, you know, when you go to war with your brothers, it really doesn't matter what that other jersey looks like, Juice. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's us right. against them at that point. But when we were playing, we knew we had to put a little extra, you know, spicy on, on practice. You know what I mean? You had, you had to dial in, so to speak. That's always had a big following down here, too. So that was that was nice. You guys came yeah. up there. It was nice. That was a great yeah. rivalry. Well, the, the best part is uh, my wifey's uh, cousin is a Dolphin fan. You know what I mean? Somebody in the family got it, right? Yeah, yeah. So a lot of wifey, because wifey's Cuban. So, you know, you know how that works. Everybody is down where you at right now. Oh, you right, know what right, I mean? You just right. gotta look and see 30 relatives just, just staying on the street. You know what I mean? With wifey. So 
I remember them coming up, like, you know, all her cousins live up in Jersey. So I'm like, listen, you fit, you sitting in the Jets family section. Do not wear that fucking Miami Dolphins jersey or jerseys. <laughs> and they, they assured me, Ray, Ray, you know what? No, you got us some tickets, man. We're going to hook it up. It's going to be good. Man, these motherfuckers. Straight up Miami Dolphins jersey. Why have you had to stop three fights in the goddamn stands? I didn't hear about it again, but I'm like, that's it, man. You ain't coming no more. You get your own fucking tickets. You can sit up way up in the high. You know where they put the, you know, the fans from the other team up in the, you know, where the, you could just about get nosebleed seats where you can't see shit without goggles. Yeah. I mean, the dudes had everything Miami on, and and you know, like my cousin Wonky, he, he's fanatical. Like he didn't give a shit where he sat. He was gonna have his dolphin stuff on. He's gonna be talking shit. And you know how, you know, that Jersey thing, when you come from another state, that shit don't work with us. Just three <laughs> fights, Ray? It's, that's a little uh, surprising for the Jets well, 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 Here's the thing. <laughs> three with Jersey is we always understate shit because we don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> okay. I'm going to pull so, tapes on them. Yeah, we're just, we're just going to say three. We'll call it Especially night games. Especially when there's night games and they have all oh, day yeah. lathered oh, up out God. in the parking lot. But it, it, it like the Midnight Miracle to me was one of the best games. Oh. I I didn't even get to play in the goddamn game. I was the backup quarterback at the time. But oh my god, that was probably one of the best games I have ever seen. And I was yelling so goddamn much on the sideline, I couldn't even talk the next day. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't, couldn't watch even. TV for a week after that. I couldn't watch. I was sick <laughs> in my stomach. I lived through that. I couldn't TV watch TV, Sports Center, it. nothing. Oh my god, that, it was that horrible. Game sucked, Luki. That, yeah, that, that was the worst. That was that was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I remember because y'all was waving to our fans. See ya. Bye. Bye bye. Yo, okay, wait. Wait, we still got time on the clock, buddy. Yeah. You didn't that shit was over at halftime. Oh my god. You saw the film. I, I you know what? Being there and like I remember Jets fans leaving the stadium. Cause you know, you know, we, we like to get down. You know, they left the stadium, went to the parking lot to get full. Yeah, and, uh, on. You know, had some drinks and stuff. They were jump the state state police arrested like 30 people that night because they once you leave the state, you can't come back. Yeah, they need these to. motherfuckers is jumping over the goddamn fence. I don't even know how they scale the walls, but you know how in Jersey we find a way. Yeah, you, find you know, Luke. They said that they said the Dolphins won on Monday. We lost on Tuesday. Correct. Exactly. Because it was after midnight. You're right. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, I was like, holy crap! And then you know we gotta go to work next day. Yeah, that plane ride home was brutal. That couldn't. That couldn't have been good. It must it have not been quiet as hell. And, that, and another side note on that is, you know, JT was mic'd up for that game. That was one of those Monday Night Football, and they mic'd him yep. up and and all that stuff you're talking. You know, he he yep. he did not have any love loss for Jets fans until he put on the, the green and white. But he uh, he was mic'd up, and then they had all the sound of when, you know, they were coming back and when they did the whole, you know, NFL Films did a whole piece on that, and they had a lot of sound from the second half of that. He would yeah. not be mic'd up the rest of his career. Like, he was – there were some real stipulations after that. Well, th well, think about it. You know what I mean? In the heat of battle, there's things that are said that, like, you know, the fans, they don't even know what yeah. goes on on the field. Well, they don't even hear. You know, you know, you got them guys with the big satellite dishes they hold on to the chest. If they – that's why the NFL has to edit shit. Because if right. they if they play what we really say, shit, man. Yeah. Come on, man. A whole different deal. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be TV mature rated. Eventually, you know, finally, you got that Jets poison out of your system. And, uh, or at least, you know, for, we had a vaccine for a couple years. And you had played for two AFC's teams, but, you know, there were two you hadn't played for yet. So it was free agency time. And I want to know, I, I got to know, what is the Dave Wanstead pitch to a free agent? Well, that, that, the year before, I think, or two years before that, I beat 
when I was playing quarterback, I beat Dan, Big Dan Marino twice in, in three weeks. You know what I mean? And, and I think he was like, man, forget about competing against this dude. Let's just bring him over. But Rich Spielman was unbelievable in, in that whole process. I mean, I think I forget where where's he at now? Said Minnesota or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Rick's in yeah. Minnesota. So so plus I like Rick. You know what I mean? He he was that he was that kind of dude. He was like, either you're gonna say yes or you're gonna say no right now. You you got till the end of this visit or or the offer is off the table. <laughs> and you like that. Oh uh, hell cheap. Man, I had to call Whitey and say, uh, you better pack some start packing some shit up. I mean, what they offer me, I never seen no money like that before. Now, did her relatives get closer to the field at that point? Were they like, okay, y'all can come down from some- – <laughs> No, no, I was still pissed off. I said, fuck y'all. Go get a hotel. You ain't staying in my crib. You go get a hotel. You got to get your own fucking tickets. I, I'm not – I already told you. They're like, come on, man. Now you with the Dolphins. I got – no, no. I don't for- – listen, I forgive. I don't forget. You kiss my ass. Right. <laughs> they didn't go get the six, the, the Lucas 6 uh, with, with the – Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had they had all that stuff. They had – They just had to wear it up high. Yeah, yeah. I didn't care, but I wouldn't give them no free tickets. I told them that, that you know how I go, Seth. There are no free tickets. That's the thing. They think you guys just have free tickets. You get two you tickets. I don't even right. know. What, what do they get now? One? I I used to get two. I, I don't know, but they're paying for anything beyond that. Well, Juice, you know, you know, Sundays cost more than groceries. You know what I mean? Yeah. You buy tickets there because they ain't fucking cheap. You know what I mean? Well, you know what, Luke? It's cheap for these guys now. The money they're making. Oh, my God. different than what we're making, man. These dudes Dude, I call my mother. Now. Juice, I called. Yeah, I know. I, I called my mother. I said, "Mom, I, I said I'm pissed at you." She said, "She said, Ray, what's wrong?" I said, "You had me too fucking early." That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, if I play now, I could still be playing for the next. I could play for twenty years too. That's you right. You hit the quarterback. You sneeze near a quarterback, you get a flag. It's ridiculous. And, and a and a fine. And a, yeah, imagine that coming to the locker and finding out because I hit the quarterback. Maybe because somebody pushed me into him a little bit low, dude. When we played. They tried to knock you out the game on purpose. Yeah. You hit the hey, quarterback. You hit the quarterback and the whole team feels it, Lukey. Everybody's – you remember they go, oh, my God. Oh, the cover the – oh, holy, oh, shit. They ain't no – I haven't seen, no old, like, none of that stuff any anymore. Listen, right. I'm all for the game being safer. Trust me. I'm not saying that. But the game of football is always going to be violent. And, and, and the game from when we played OJ has changed because now, you know, you got the 400-pound guys running 4'6". Right. You know, like if you were four hundred pounds, you didn't play in the NFL when we played. Nah, and the, and the look, Luke, the look, the way they look these days, you see a three hundred pounder. Like we see the pouncy twins all the time, both well over three hundred pounds, barely over three hundred. They look like athletes, basketball players. Now like they don't look yeah. like the three hundred pounder we used to see. Yeah, I mean three hundred pounds. I remember Parcells. I forget what we were, we was we were stretching like, and there were, I forget what the guy. I think the guy's name was last name was Walker. He was offensive lineman, and he was stretching next to me. And Parcells would walk up and down and, you know, talk shit to everybody. And, and he said, God damn, son, we need two sons to tan your fat ass. I was like, where am I? Like, that was like my first weekend in, like, rookie minicamp. I, I mean, like, first weekend in camp. I'm like, God damn, like, that's what you say to a fat dude? Like, two sons to tan your fat body? I was like, what, what the hell is going on around here? Nowadays, you know, they could probably catch me in the race. Right, no doubt about it. And so, look, when you – when you came down here to South Florida, were you prepared to compete? You knew you are going to be competing for the starting job when you got down here? A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. You know, but again, Juice, I, I didn't look at any job as any different. I, I'm coming down there to be the best. I'm coming down there to be the number one. Anywhere I went, that's what my attitude was. You, if you, here, Here's my thing. If you really want something bad, then you have to be willing to do anything to get it. 
You know what I'm saying? And, and when you get to the level that we got to, it's not by chance, man. It's just not. People think, well, nowadays you see all that, that uh, the what the hell is going on to my, my screen? I can't see nobody. We uh, see you. Oh, you, you got me? You still got me? Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Wait a second. I'm sorry, guys. It's all good, man. I got my daughter's computer, so I'm going to try to FaceTime her. Lucky I ain't a dude. I'll smack his shit. I'm sorry. I regret. I regret. Uh, for me, you know, when, when you, you say that word compete, Juice, man, we've been competing since we were, you know, out the womb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, they told me straight up. You know, nothing's guaranteed here anyway, which was the way it was with Parcells. It's, it's either you go take it or, or you just sit there and collect the check. We knew a bunch of guys that did that, though, don't we? Ooh, we don't. Still to this day, you know what I mean? I've been doing the jet stuff sometimes, sitting there thinking, how much is this dude making? Man, oh, man. And, and they probably, probably accept it. And, and, and don't, don't say shit after it. Like, you know, you can call them out and say, man, you know, you, you need to put you do something. And then they, they, you know, because you know why? Because they still cashing the damn check regardless of what the fuck we say. They don't get hey. shit. Here was my thing. I, I remember, like, Tom Brady being Tom Brady and then a the guy being drafted. <laughs> in the first round of the draft, made the same money as Tom Brady. Haven't even, haven't even pissed a drop. Hasn't even seen the friggin' field yet. And this some bitch is making Tom Brady money. It's right. just, that, that, that used to just piss me off. But now when I see the contract, like every time I see my mom, I'm like either cock the fist or I kiss her on the cheek. I don't know which one's going to be. Kiss her on the cheek, right? Of course, of course. You know, I, you know, it's mom's. I got to kiss her on the cheek. But if, if I could have played now, man. Yeah, I wouldn't be working. I know that. This is a different deal. So you, you know spent I mean? I gotta go to work in New York. Yeah. Finally, come down to Miami. You know, wearing the right colors, and you get in the QB room, and it's a a New York guy and a Jersey guy. Me and Jay hit it off immediately. I mean, it, it, was, it worked out. It, it was more, I think, the respect kind of kind of deal because we both kind of came in the same way, undrafted. You know what I mean? And and. And, and made it, you know, especially when you come from a wide receiver, special teams guy to playing quarterback, I was there was no way I was going to go backwards. And there was respect in the room, which I think there always has to be in a competition, is respect for your other guy that you're trying to take. Listen, if you number one, you know number two is trying to get it. I mean, it's always going to be that way, especially in the NFL. So, for me, he knew what I was there to do. And, and I knew what he was there to do, keep his job, and I was there to take it. So, there was that mutual respect, and me and Jay to this day are still cool. You know, when I see him and and talk to him and stuff. But yeah, I mean, who wants to go anywhere and be number two? You shouldn't be doing what you're doing if that's the case. But as far as his personality and attitude, I mean, did that New York, New Jersey thing? Did you guys was that part of why you guys bonded and were able to? Yeah, I mean, it was it was easy because it's it's kind of similar, but diff, You know, similar but different. You know what I'm saying? Where where I came from, being so close to Newark and hanging out over there and, and doing things before you become smart, you know, and not when you're a dumbass and stuff and, and trying to impress the wrong people. But Jay's seen the same things I've seen. So, oh, maybe not all the things that I've seen, but uh, <laughs> similar, similar, the word, or, or you know, but it was, it was we, we were cool. It wasn't, there was no way to, in every single locker room I have, I have been in. Not everybody doesn't like everybody. I mean, that just goes on Sunday. Right. We best – that's my brother. I don't give a shit. We, we don't have to go eat. We don't have to go break bread. We don't have to do – but when, on Sunday, when Sunday comes, you mess with him, you messing with me. 
And, and that's how we looked at it. That's just the way it was. I always felt, and not everybody could do this. You were a guy who could, but Lukey was certainly a guy that, you know, again, we talk about how the locker room was segmented back then, you know, and the receivers and quarterbacks were here and the DBs over there. That Lukey could sit down in any one of those sections right. and, and be cool and be accepted. And it didn't matter if it was the defensive linemen or the DBs or the O-linemen. And not every guy can do that. Why, why did you – why were you able to navigate that and, and fit in in any one of those rooms? Because I was always like, you know, first or second person in, last motherfucker to leave. And they knew, you know, listen, and Juice, Juice knows this better than anybody. You know who the guys that will risk everything are inside the locker room for that W. You know who they are. You can't hide that. You know you know when you walk around that locker room, like, like Juice said before, uh, who, who's putting the time in and who isn't? Uh, listen. You don't make it to the NFL if you're not naturally gifted in some area of, of the sport. You understand what I'm saying? But guys know who are willing to lay down their life to get that win for their team. And I was that dude. So <clears throat> it's kind of easy to travel in between. Plus, you know me, Seth. I talk a lot of shit. So, <laughs> a little bit. You know, right. little, you know, little, yeah, yeah. Like, like you know I what? tell my wife, I'm always right sometimes. <laughs> you, know you know what, Lukey? That's, that's a sign of a true leader, though, too, man. You know? Quarterback, obviously, is the leader of a, of a football team. Right. And I think it's, it's, it's imperative that you get around and you you spend some time with everybody. And right. yours is genuine, genuine time. Not just because you're that leader, you got to go, okay, let me go hang out the lineman for a little bit because I got to do it. Right. But you got along with everybody that way. I think that's the sign of the guys that every Sunday, every Monday, whatever, Thursday, you know, the guys in the locker room go to bat for you like that. Yeah, I mean, and as a quarterback, if your team doesn't believe in you, Juice, you lose it. All day. All, every day. So, in, in 01, uh, yep. you know, Jay did start every game. Yep. And, and, you know, you built a rapport with the team and, and the guys and certainly all the staff. And then, uh, you know, the team was rolling, went 11 and 5. And, and you know, Harvey Green was my boss. He was the, yeah. the head PR guy. And Lukey would always tell me, Juice, look, you know, Harvey's Harvey, whatever. But if Lukey ever starts, I ain't talking to Harvey. So, you better get your big boy diapers on. That's where I first heard it. <laughs> I said, what do you mean you're not talking? He goes, I'm just telling you. And I go, but you're going to get me fired. He goes, no, 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 you got to get your big boy diapers on because you're my guy. If Harvey ever gets fired, you know, if, if Lukey's ever the guy, Seth is the guy, I'm not talking to Harvey. I'm just not talking to him. He's going to come up to me. I'm just going to walk the other way. So I'm like terrified. I'm, I, I'd love to see they succeed. <laughs> I'd love to see Lukey succeed. Well, 2002, we jump out to a 5-1 and one start. We had that big win in Denver. Jay breaks his thumb, I think. And so Lukey's going to be the starter. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, like I'm, I'm happy we got Lukey here, but I'm a little concerned. Am I going to, you know, am I going to lose my job because he's not going to talk right. to Harvey? But you did talk to Harvey. You did right. talk to Harvey. And I, and I hate to bring this up, Luke, but that first game did not go the way you wanted it to. Well, the, the, the funny part was if people really knew what happened, instead of the result, you know. Is that, was that the Buffalo game, I think it was? That was the Buffalo game. All right, so so right before halftime, I step, I, I, I forget what happened, separated my shoulder or something, my right shoulder. You know me, fuck it, honesty. So I, and they're like, Ray, we need you. And, you know, when, you, when you're when you a football player and you and you play at a level we played at, you know, when you hear the, the, the words, we need you, like, you know, I was like, fuck, whatever. I don't care, whatever you got to do. So I don't even—I couldn't even see in the second half, dude. I, to be honest with you, I mean, if I couldn't throw the ball ten yards to—and I'm looking at at guys in my color jersey and I'm throwing the freaking ball all the way over here—that was the day that at at the end of remember Seth after the game was over with, I I said 
we got to get this podium shit done right now. Because I was so upset with myself that I wasn't man enough to say, no, I'm not playing. Back in those days, you just sucked it up. You went out there and you did the best that you could. You know what I mean? So I went on TV. I said for the first time in NFL history, one guy lost a game for everybody. Me. It wasn't the coaches. It wasn't the players. It was me. You don't have to look anywhere else. You can write it all down on paper. It was me. because, And I was so emotionally upset. Like, I left wife me in the parking lot. And I was angry at myself. So I was in such a, a an anger zone, Juice, that I just came out. I gave the wife in the hand like, I'm out. Because we had tons of – it was the first game I'm starting. I got my boys flying in. It was like one of them kind of things. Yeah. Dude, I swear to God, until I got home, like I, I left. I left her in the – I left my wife in the fucking parking lot. I get out. I go home. As soon as I open my door, all I hear is, Daddy. And then everything was all right. Right. You know what I mean? But I do remember North Turner calling my house. The head coach's wife, Norris' wife, called my wife. Hey, is Ray okay? Is he all right? Because they knew what they knew what happened. They knew what happened. But everybody else didn't know what happened. And you know, you know how we do juice. What happens in that locker room stays in the locker room. But yeah. you know, my whole Dolphin career, like if you watch my preseason games, that that was Ray Lucas. You watch me play after that, that wasn't Ray Lucas. You know what I mean? It, it was just. It was what it was. It, it was the beat up. It was the back. It was everything. So it was, it was just not how I wanted to go out. And then, you know, when you get to, you get cuffed from the Dolphins after playing, you know, having surgery in the next year. And I told Juan said straight up, I said, yo, I don't give a shit who you bring in here. Just let me compete. If I don't win anything, then cut my ass. But the least you could do for me is because I played hurt the whole year for you is just give me a shot. That's all I right. wanted was a shot. And he lied straight to my fucking face and said, yeah, Luke, don't worry about it. By the time I went from his office downstairs to the locker room, North Turner was sitting in my, in my locker already. And he was like, yo, you got you to gotta call your agent and tell him you're going out of here. I said, what, what the fuck are you talking about? I was just with one step upstairs. He said, man, they're trying to get, get you out of here. I said, that's not what he just said. He said, what, what, what do you think I'm doing sitting in your locker? I didn't make it halfway home, Seth. I get the call. They they come. So I turned the car around because I was coming back to bust they once to that's ass. I didn't know that part of it. Well, well, yeah. And then and then it was like, you know, more of a pride thing because I remember the first thing I heard when I got, you know, and there's a difference of digging your tough and knowing you're tough, Juice, you know what I'm saying? You know, so for, for me, are you hurt or are you injured? That's, that's, I'll never forget it. Never, ever forget it. It's the first thing I heard uh, Parcel say when I was in New England. So I was like, yo, coach, man, you know, what's that mean? He said, if you're hurt, you can play. If you're injured, that means you can't play. So are you hurt or you're injured? So they're already challenging your manhood from the start. And me and Juice would have said, bitch, I'm hurt. Then fuck it. I ain't injured. I'm hurt. And I think that that hurt me a lot, especially now. Like, you know, when you when you got to work for a living and, you know, I do Rutgers games on Saturday, Jet stuff on Sunday, and then I got my regular job. Working seven days a week with the body that I have, is is it's hard to do, man. It's hard to do. I had a rough year last year. And I want to get into that in a minute, Lukey. But I, I um going back to that Buffalo game, not to be a, a jerk, but one of the things, and you you talked about it. You went to the podium, and you, you know I a lot own. of guys. We've seen guys run out of the back. You know, we've all seen that, right? And Juice, I've heard you. I've heard oh, yeah. people talk about having to. That leaves those who are left having to answer for the guy who really should be talking. And so so you went and you addressed it and you. And I said, do you want to cool off? Do you want to shower? He said, no, let's get it over with. Let's just do it right away. 
and you went in, he took his pads off and he just had his Under Armour. Oh shit, I forgot about that part. <laughs> I didn't forget about it. So I he, about he that took part. his pads off, he had his white Under Armour, you know, you can see it in this picture behind me here, just, you know, the, the, the long sleeve Under Armour. I wore, every, I wore Under Armour from the first day it came out, but it wasn't and, licensed. And so then he goes to the podium. Yep. We all go home, I, I didn't know the side, you know, I didn't know Sessie got left in the parking lot. And Wednesday, he comes back to work, and I don't know if you've ever seen it, Juice, but what's sitting there on his chair is that FedEx, that FedEx envelope. That fine, huh? $10,000 fine. Hey, Juice, there was a fucking post-it on my lot. Like, <laughs> like, you know how you get P-tested? They put the post-it up there. You say, oh, shit, I got to go pee. I lost my shit. $10,000 fine because he had the little logo. I had that under armor, like, you know, the little, the little tiny thing on there? Yeah. Man, so tell the rest for? of the story. You want to talk about losing your goddamn mind. So he comes calling me. Hey, Seth, what is this? You told me to go do it. I went and did it. So I go up to Harvey. I said, Harvey, we got to do something about this. He goes, Seth, I can't get a fine rescinded. I said, you know, we tell these guys they have to be available after the game. We, we, we tell them it's a requirement. And when the guy leaves, they're criticized by the media. They're fined by the, team, by the, by the NFL for not addressing the media. And so here's a guy who had the worst game of his athletic career. And the last thing he wanted to do was do what he did, but he was a professional. He did what we asked and he went right into the room and did it. And then we find him for doing what we want him to do. So Harvey goes, okay, that's fair. And he called the league PR office. And then he ended up talking to, I don't know who it was, Merton Hanks at the time, but we ended up going through that whole process. And I think we saved you a few bucks, Luke. I didn't pay a fucking cent. I wasn't going to pay a fucking cent either. Somebody <laughs> was going to do bust it up wide open. I mean, but they did. They actually rescinded. They rescinded. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I mean, that was the thing. Like you know, that was probably the the worst two days, Monday and Tuesday, of my in my entire life. I bet. To actually have to sit there and think about how you played and and as an athlete and, and people don't realize this, we're more critical of ourselves than any media person ever is. Because we're putting out a product that we work very hard to do. We put our bodies through hell. So to go out there and shit the bed like I did in the second half, to me, was unacceptable. Because that meant I let, you know, 53, 52 other guys down. And and I stunk out. The, I mean, it was an embarrassment. You know what I mean? Yeah. But Vinny Testaverde taught me this when I was a very young quarterback. That's what a professional quarterback does. He owns it. He said, you're going to get all the praise when, when you play good and your team's winning but you're going to get all the crap when your team is losing. He said, but that's the nature of the beast. That's And if you can't handle that, because you know me in the past, I'd be like, man, go fuck yourself. Get the fuck away from me. As a starting quarterback, you can't do that. You know what I mean? You have to own it. And I think the young players today, if they did a better job of owning their play, I think it would be better for us. You know what I mean? Now we're all on the other side, on the media side. And, you know, when I was playing, you know, people sometimes would attack your character which I didn't care for too much. With me, if you stink, I'm going to say you stink. If you play great, I'm going to say you play great. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, it's the truth. It's just the jersey in me. I'm going to be honest with you. You know, when you cover the Jets for the 14, last 14 years like I had, you know, I'm a Jets fan. There is emotion when I'm on TV. You know what I mean? But people, the first question people ask you when they see me on the street, uh, uh, how do you fucking not curse on TV? You know what I mean? Because your first language is profanity. Your second language is fucking English. How do you, how do you, I said, because I'm a freaking professional. That's why. And I'm not saying I have it. Slipped. Everybody. <laughs> Maybe once or twice, Juice came out. Do they have that seven-second delay still? or, or you just uh, They put me on like 25 seconds. You talk about 20, yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> they got me on five minutes ready. delay, so they can <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Producer's got his hand right on the button, ready to go for you, just in case we got to dump this here. But I, you know the way I associate, the way I grow up with the way I talk right. and stuff like that. So, yeah, in the beginning, it was, uh, you didn't know what the hell was going to come out of my mouth. You know what I mean? Like, I, But as you get more into it, you want to be the best at whatever you're doing. So I, it's the same thing with me, you know, at work. Like, I want to be, I'm a boss. I have a, a whole staff that works under me. So I want them to follow my lead. But you can't ask somebody to do something that you're not willing to do. And it was the same thing in football. And everything that I've learned playing football my whole life is still helping me today. Yeah. When you're going through a tough time, you know, back I mean, I've had 23 surgeries, Seth. You know, OJ, you know, I don't, I don't feel great. You know what I'm saying? I had my fourth neck surgery. They took out a four-inch steel plate. They put in a two-inch steel plate lower in August. And traveling and flying in the planes and stuff like that, dude, I mean, I was hurting. I'm hurting all the time. But if somebody asked me, Luke, would you go back and do it? And, and you had to get every surgery, I said, hell, hell yeah, I'll go back. In a second, in a millisecond. Because, you know, you're not working if you're doing something you love. Like That's my daddy fun. always said, if you got to set an alarm clock, you hit that snooze button, bet you better get a new job because you, you ain't ready to go. So, good point. Well, hey, you know, Big Seth, Big Seth's always got to bring us some negative stuff, man. Let's, uh, you know, that, that's just the way Big Seth rolls sometimes, man. You know, talking about that, that Buffalo Bills game. Talking about that Buffalo Bills game, you know. But I was just trying to talk the, about the fine I saved him to see if I was yeah, getting Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good part. But Luke, he said he wasn't paying anyway, so you didn't do I, shit anyway. Juice, yeah, I swear, Juice, I swear to God. You know how you – well, people don't know. Like, when you get fined, it says federal, state, other. Right. <laughs> like, you, you don't get to write, like, a dude a check and say, here's my fine money. Like, the first I – mi I missed one meeting, I think, in the Jets thing. I, my wife took – my wife, he took me to the hotel early, so I went to sleep. Set the alarm clock for the night meetings the day before the game, Saturday, you know. I hear this banging on my door. I'm like – I open the door. It's, it's head of security. I'm like, yo, man, what the hell's the matter with you banging like that? He's like, dude, you know what time it is? I turn and look at the clock. I take off down the hallway. I made it halfway down the hallway and realized I had, I had my drawers on. <laughs> like, I was that scared. Like, I was, I was that afraid. Yeah. Like, it was the worst feeling, in, I swear to God, Juice, like, uh, that I've had in a very long time. So by the time I run back, throw my stuff on, these dudes are coming out the night meeting. So I kind of just mulling in the crowd, you know what I mean? We're going to snack. So we in the snack line getting me a nice cheeseburger and parcels. I didn't even see him coming. He was like a freaking ninja. He's right on my thing, and he goes, that's the most expensive cheeseburgers you'll ever eat. <laughs> I said, God, damn. I said, Coach, man, and he said, mm -mm. shut the fuck up. I do not want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. You're the quarterback. And I wouldn't even start. He, to him, the quarterback is the leader, like you said before, Juice. The quarterback, people follow them if they're good enough. And he said, there, there is no reason. And I said, okay, coach. I remember that federal state other, and I saw that number. I said, oh, hell no, man. I worked too hard for this stuff. And, you know, me being a, a free agent signing, I needed every damn penny to pay for all my stuff. Right. You know what I mean? And $4,500 cheeseburger. I mean, that, that, that <laughs> I would have had two shit if I would have known I was getting $4,500. You could have bought it to a franchise with that. Good Lord have mercy. $4,500? That was half my damn check. <laughs> I hope you ate the whole burger, Luke. Oh, and fries. 
and the fries. Yeah, and I took extra ketchup juice just in a, in a whole container and threw it out just because I knew I, I, I just wanted – I want somebody to pay for something. I didn't care how. Hey, hey, Luke, I know it's, it's not all bad in Miami, man. I know you had some great teammates, man. You had some, you know, some fun in that locker room like you talked about, man. And you guys had some good players, man. Talk about some of the good experience you had down here in Miami. Well, you know, the, the funny thing was I remember being on my visit and uh, I walk into the weight room to meet probably one of the, the, the best weight room trainers that I've ever had. I mean, John Lott was was fantastic when I was at the Jets with Gamble. My goodness gracious, boy. Because I was, you know, back then I was a gym rat. I was in the gym two hours a day. I remember Zach and, and uh, JT and and I think – I forget who else it was. Tim Bowens was uh, working out. And, you know, Tim Bowens being in, in the weight room, it really didn't happen too much when I was at Timberlands on? Yeah, when Tim was on, he just came to work and then he left. That's that's basically how it went. Nobody <laughs> find his ass, nobody did nothing. So I hear I hear JT say, Oh hell no. Hell no. And I was I knew the voice. I'm like, wait a second, I can't see him. I know who the hell it is, but to be coming from the Jets to the Dolphins, and like I said before, if people heard what we say to each other and then being signed by the Dolphins, the best part to me was they welcomed me with open arms. It, it was so weird to go from, you know, talk, calling Zach before I snapped the ball. Zach, Zach, hey Zach, move over. We're gonna run the ball right here, right here. This is where we're running the ball. We get four yards. I'm like, damn, Zach, man, I fucking told you we were running right over here. You ain't, you like, you can shut the fuck up. I'm about to kill your ass. You you ain't gonna make the whole game. Knock you off. <laughs> to, to go from that to calling them my friends, you know, and, and you gotta understand, like OJ, to me when I was younger, watching him play. You know, and, and and playing them and watching him work, like I thought I was going to go play with OJ McDuffie. To me, that was a big deal. To me, being in the locker room with J- Jason Taylor and and Zach, that was a big deal. But to meet all the other guys and saw how like Sam Madison, Patrick Sertain, I mean, like these dudes, Aronde Gasson might have been, well, not might is the funniest dude that I have ever met in my entire life. I mean. There were times where I had to go home and change the draw. I, I peed my ju- juice, like, just like a little bit, a little bit. This some bitch had me laughing so hard that one day at JT's pool thing, I was like, God oh, damn. I went to the bathroom. I, that that was almost the Depends day for Lukey because he was hysterical. Big boy diapers. To, yeah, big boy diapers. That that probably wouldn't have covered it, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> so to go from hate when we on Sundays to love to me was just unbelievable. And it, and, and it takes strong men to welcome somebody from a rival team. I mean, like, to go inside your division, it's insane. Like, to jump ship like that. But they, it was awesome, you know. And, and OJ, you know, if I if I didn't say thank you, I'm saying it now. I mean, you you were, man. I mean, to, to, to make sure I knew where I was going, knew where not to go, to always, you know, Luke, you want to come out? Come on out. Come on out. Introduce me. I mean, it, it was just it was just awesome, man. You know, when wifey said, I want to, we got to go back to, to the dirty. I was like, man, see you. <laughs> see you. See you. And she was like, you know, I want to go home, family. And I was like, all right, baby. You know, I get it. I get it. But, you know, I, I, as soon as I retire, I'll be back. I'll be yeah. back there. Yeah. That's what's up. We look, we look forward to it. Yeah, I can't, you know what I mean? Because I can't do this cold weather shit no more, Juice. No, nah, man. man. You got too many surgeries, oh, man. Too many so, Juice, one of my favorite memories of Ray in the Dolphins locker room, and I, Ray, there might have been three of us that were in there, and I don't even know what compelled you to do this. But so Ray's locker was by where yours was, Juice. Mm-hmm. And, that's and that's and prime real estate right there. Indeed. 
and the, the equipment room was all the way on the other side, like completely on the other side. And somebody, I, I, do you even remember, Ray? Somebody, I don't know if they dared you or there was a bet, but he said that he could throw a football from his locker across the entire locker room into the little window. There was the cage for the equipment room because Tony had it all locked up. He didn't want guys stealing stuff and whatever, and they would, they would give out the, the shirts and the gloves and everything. And do, do you remember? I don't even remember who was there, Ray. Like, it was me, you, and maybe one other dude. It, it was a bet, and it was a big bet. It was a bet that I couldn't do it, and that's not smart fucking with me because, you know, when you tell me I can't do something, like I said before, it's going to get done. So that's, not, a, that's not, not an easy throw. Like, no, no, because that, like, that's why the bet was so much. Because at first, you know how it go, Juice, when you're talking shit. Oh, yeah, Ray, you can throw. You think you can throw through a brick wall whatever. Yeah, I bet you could make it through that thing. I said, I bet you I can't. So it right. started at a low number. You know, for one throw, I was willing one to. Shot. Yeah, yeah one I was shot. Willing to, Juice, I was willing to have it stay low. But then right. everybody kept talking. Everybody started chirping, chipping in and shit. And I said, okay, bitch, let's make it real then. Let's make it real bad. So we made a man's bet. and uh, He releases this ball, Juice, and it comes out high. And it literally skims the, you know, the panels that are in the ceiling, the, the ceiling tiles. It skims the ceiling tiles, and you don't think there's any chance. And, man, it, wouldn't, it starts coming down right through, Drop right through there. Right and, and Charlie was in the equipment room. He was the only person there. And it, like, comes in like a rocket. And it Dude, I, threw, right hey, Juice, I threw that ball at Mach 8. <laughs> I threw that ball at Mach 8. It just skimmed the top of the roof. I don't know how we did it. One shot and he got it through, and I don't know that that you could do that again if you had a thousand shots. Uh, there's no fucking way, Seth. There's no fucking way. Rise to the occasion, big dog. Don't you know what I'm saying? Me. And then you know what the next words were, Juice. Paid that man money. Yes. Give me my money, baby. They were like, "Look, man, no way." And then, well, I bet like three or four people, because now you know, once you start talking shit in the locker room, everybody come over. And uh, next day, woo wee, did Lukey eat good? You should have got some eyes on that one, Lukey. You went straight up on it, huh? No, nah, you know how we – come on, Juice. You know how we do. Uh, I was just more or less – because if I missed, I didn't want – you know, I didn't want nobody to be like, oh, fucking Lukey talk all that right. shit. Then, you know, he fucking didn't even come close to bounce it off the floor and it went into the thing. Bro, that's so, like – you know, that's that Saturday day. You know, Saturday locker room, your team is playing Penn State. Yep. You're asking for points. Can't ask yep. for points. Can't, no, that's point. straight up. It's always straight, straight up. up. Straight, straight up. up. Straight up. Well, he's uh, I, I do I remember – I do remember coming in the day after, and there was four, like, fat envelopes. Nice. And Wifey saw two of them. <laughs> <laughs> veteran move right there. It's a veteran move. Listen, hey. listen. Rainy day fun, homeboy. You got to make sure you got some. Hey, Luke, you know, we, we try to keep it lighter around here, as usual, man. But, uh, you know, sometimes we got to go a little deeper. Yeah. And, you know, we know you're one guy that never, you know, hides behind tough conversations. In fact, it was a very different part of you than a few years ago. You wrote a book in 2014 yeah. called Under Pressure. Yep. And I uh, really, you know, pulled back the curtain on some very, the very dark side of football, retirement, and some circumstances, you know. It also yeah. led to probably some mental illness myself and some, some different mental illness as well. I think a lot of football players do, but you actually chronicled it. You want to talk about that a little bit? Well, I, you know, the funny thing was, Juice, you know, when, when you make it to the NFL, and I try to tell people this all the time, you don't make it there by accident because you don't ask for help. Like, you got to do it. So yeah. – at that point, when I was, you know, addicted to painkillers, I was taking shit, 1,600 pills a month, maybe, close to, you know what yeah. I mean? I was taking enough pills in one day to kill five people. 
But, you know, when you don't have insurance, because you only get insurance in the end for five years, and then after that, you know what that COBRA insurance costs. And right. with my existing mm -hmm. injuries, it was like, you know, forget it. I might as well just – so I just got the girls. I didn't have them. So what did the doctors do? You know, when you have – I left – I would never blame the NFL for my addiction. You know what I'm saying? I point the thumb, not the finger. It's more of, yeah, I had a tolerance to it when I left the NFL because who isn't hurt when you play? I mean, after week one, you play the whole season hurt anyway. You do what the vets do. That's what they did. I saw them in the training room. Give me something. Can't sleep. Give me something. So you go by what you know. And then before long, you know, when you get, you know, I was taking four. And the next day I know I'm taking like 20 at a time. I mean, I, I, I mean, it was it got so bad to the point where I just didn't care no more. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just said, you know, I'm not a father. I'm a husband, shit. I'm not a husband. I'm not a friend. I'm not an uncle. I'm not a whole bunch of things. And I said, that's it, man. I'm, I'm killing myself. You know, you call these people that said that they 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 help, but that was bullshit. Uh, I remember I called somebody, and we won't say who, but I told her I said, "Listen, if I don't get help, I'm going to kill myself." And she said, "Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Lucas, we're in a fundraising phase." Wow. So, imagine imagine sitting on the phone, right? I mean, I gave this lady some hot shit, like she needed to go bathe in holy water after what I gave. Her. Like I was just cursing at her, telling her, "Like you're in a fundraising phase. Is this is this what you say to everybody?" Like. Are you going to be able to sleep tomorrow when you read in the papers that I fucking ate my gun? You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you? So I remember suffering in silence because that's that's what we do. I mean, that's what we always done. You know what I mean? That's how we do. And, I, you know, for me to ask for help, I think that was the toughest part, Juice, like to say, help somebody help me because I'm in a bad place. I, I, you know, I'm taking 1,600 pills. I, I'm, I'm, you know, 168 pounds. You know what I mean? Like, I remember then when I said I was going to kill myself, I was just like, you know what? I'm no good to nobody. You know, the guy that I remember walking past a mirror one day and you know me, I'm a quarterback. I know this shit is a little scruffy because we got no barber. I can't go no place. Nobody can cut me, but I like to be pretty. I like to look good. I like to be groomed. I like to be, I remember walking past a mirror and I stopped myself. Like after I passed, I was in the hallway. I was like, man, who the fuck was that? I didn't even recognize the dude I was, you know what I mean? So right. the reason why I was so public with my story was because how many more football players are like me that don't know how to ask for help? You know what I mean? We, we are a little, listen, we, you have to be a little bit crazy to play in the NFL any goddamn way. You know what I mean? To actually think about what you go through to play there, to get to be great, you have to be, you have to be a little bit off. Like you can't be, it, it all can't add up is what I'm trying to say. You know, you. I always say about myself, I'm a, I'm a few sandwiches short of a fucking picnic. You know what I mean? But that's why I was so public. And I wanted them to know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. And if I could do it, you know, taking 1,600 pills a day, I mean, 80 pills a day. I took, the day I tried to kill myself, I tried to kill myself like three times. I took 80 pills at one time. Woke up the next day, I said, I'm such a piece of shit, I can't even kill myself right that's this is real shit you know what i mean so at first when they asked me like you know will you go and talk about it? i was like man are you crazy you know where i live people start ringing the bell checking me trying to see if they can come in you know it's Ray week you know in jersey you know people feed off weakness that's that's just how it go so i was like man i ain't saying shit to anybody and then at one night i'm sitting here and i'm i'm talking to myself and i'm praying i'm saying yeah but what, what, what about somebody else? What, what about one of your friends that you don't even know right now that you play with could be going through the same shit you're going through? So I say, you know what? Let's do it. 
Let's do it. I'm not ashamed. I'm a survivor. And I think it's better to tell somebody that you can get through it than keep your freaking mouth shut. You understand what I'm saying? Like, for me, I'm not ashamed of who I am or who I was or who I am. It makes me who I am today. You know what I mean? I'm a fighter. I'm a survivor. And it's always going to be that way. But people need to know it's okay to ask for help. But, yeah. OJ, when you get to the NFL, you didn't get there because you asked for help. You got there because you worked your ass off. And you didn't ask anybody outside, hey, man, can you call somebody on the phone and tell them that they, you really like me so I can get – no, that shit don't work. You have to get there on your own. And you're willing to sacrifice everything for it, and then it's the same thing in, you know, home life. Like, for me, I was working. I want to end me the year I was fucked up all the time. All the time. I would only stop taking the pills the day before my TV show so I could be lucid. And then I remember Brian Custer – who, you know, he's a big Showtime guy. He hosts all that stuff. He caught me one day after my show. And I lived in Jackson, which was about a three-hour drive from New York City. So I would always check the traffic to see how long I was going to be in the car because I knew I'd be in pain. Forget it. Three hours. Shit. I ain't going to make three hours. Wife is going to have to come get me out the car. So I'm sitting in my little cubbyhole portal thing, and I always had like a, a I call it a health and beauty hobba bag, and it had all my pills in it. So here I am. Six, boom, one shot. Six, boom, one shot. Checked the traffic again, looked over. I took 20. He was standing behind me. I didn't even know he was standing behind me. He said, look, man, what the fuck are you doing? I said, vitamins, man. You know, I got to get my B, vitamin B, C, D, E. You know, listen, when you're an addict, you are the best liar. But guess what? You only lying to yourself because everybody else knows. But when you're an addict, you don't think nobody else knows. You think you're fooling the world. So he was like, yo, what's up, man? What's up with that? And I was just like, no, nah, man, it's all good. You know what I mean? I got to get in the car. I'm in pain, you know? I never thought, I just took 20 pills. I could kill somebody on the, on the turnpike. When you're an addict, you don't think that way. It's, you think about one thing and one thing only. Am I going to be in pain? How do I get out of it? You know what I'm saying? So, like, it was the weirdest thing, though, Juice. I'd be on the TV, like, like live TV. I would have no pain because the focus was on what I was talking about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. As soon as that, that producer in my ear said, five, four, three, two, one, right back. Pain came running right back. But, you know, after going to rehab and stuff, and a lot of people, you know, helped me, They, I, I call it a tool belt because the demons still come back. You know what I mean? I haven't, took a, I haven't took a pill in any of the surgeries I had. My next surgery in August where they took the test, I didn't take one painkiller, not one. And people need to know there's other options other than what that they were, what the doctors are saying, you know, you, you go to get a two pull, you can get thirty fights. You take ten of them bitches, bitch. You better be careful. You might not come back. It's that serious. So for me, I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed. You know what I mean? I am who I am. I beat it, which means in return you can beat it. It's just you got to make a choice, and the choice wasn't really mine. You know what I mean? Once somebody came in, I got uh, Dr. Focasio and his staff. They, I mean, it was like he was trying to help NFL players. I got a Pro Bowl neck surgery. So I wasn't taking 1,600 pills no more, Jesus. I was only taking about 100. So, you know, in the addict's mind, I'm cured. Right. I'm good, man. I'm good. My wife, he's like, uh, when are you going to rehab? I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going nowhere. So uh, I remember – the year we were supposed to go, we, we were in the playoffs and we, like the, you know, my S and Y was like, yo, we going to where if they just go Super Bowl, we going out. I was like, Oh, what a party. Let's go. And, uh, I made the promise to wifey after the season was over with, I go to rehab. 
But I, you know, you you say a lot of shit. I said a lot of shit back then that I wasn't gonna do. And uh, I remember we lose to, to the Steelers in the AC championship game, and I'm walking to my truck in the tunnel, and wifey calls and she's like, "You ready?" I'm like, "Yeah." I don't know for fucking what. Where are we going? Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I'm like, listen, I stay ready. You know what I mean? You stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And she's and she's not laughing. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I just got to work. What what I do? And she said, you got to go to rehab. And I was like, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, for like two months, I yeah, yeah, to the death. And finally, she said, it's either us or that. And that's when it hit me. Ain't no way I'm losing my family over this shit. And that that was kind of the my bags were packed. She had all my shit packed. And at first I took the, you know, you know, I took the bags and walked the fuck out. And then I made it maybe around the block, pulled the car back in a parking spot, came back in, put the bags in, and said, I'm going. That's it. I want to get better. I made the choice. It's either, you know, me being a dad and a husband and a friend and a brother and an uncle and all those other things, or death. Death. Because I know once you get to 100, you think you're cured. But I would have been about 2,400 in about a month. So to me, it's a choice, you know. And I've seen a lot of my you know, a lot of my friends say, oh, yeah, Luke, man, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And, I, and, and you, you can't fucking lie to an addict. You can't. I know you full of shit. You know what I'm saying? But when anybody asks me about it, I talk about it. Because if I could just save one out of 8 million, I reached one juice, just just freaking one person that I did. I received a gift. And I think once you receive the gift of sobriety, and if you don't give it back, it's a sin. So you can't just sit there. I can't sit there. As a, and I'm still an addict. You know, I'm always going to be an addict. You can't sit here and not be real to somebody who's asking you, hey, can you help me? Yeah, man, I can help you. What do you need? Whatever you need, I can help you. Uh, to me, telling my story, writing the book, Shine the light on, like you said, Juice. People know, but they don't really know. They don't really know what we go through and how things were back then. Has the NFL changed since we played? Oh, my God, hell yeah. Some pretty good. Some shit, shit still the same. That ain't never going to change. And you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it is what it is. And, and again, right. like I said, I'm not ashamed, Juice. I, I'm, I'm a proud man. I, my head is up. My, my chest is out, even though it's a lot smaller than what it used to be. I fit in the smallest shit. It's awesome. It's good stuff. Hey, man, I appreciate you being so candid, man, and sharing that story, man. It's, it's one that need to be heard. Yeah, you know, no doubt. So to get a chance to read the book, man. So no I appreciate doubt. that. Yeah, yeah. Where, where's the best place we can buy the book? On Amazon.com. On Amazon, as usual. Amazon? You know, okay. Yeah, if you can't get any, I mean, what can't you yeah, get on Amazon, Amazon except toilet paper right now? True. I want to make sure you get yours, you know? I want to find yeah. the best place we can buy it. So yeah, but don't use my book to wipe your ass. Don't be, hey, hey DJ, <laughs> no. watch yourself now. What? Don't be, I'll jump on a plane, but to the white meat. To the white meat. To the white meat. Don't be using my book to wipe your ass out there now. Dude, man, first and foremost, you know, and I remember you telling me this story right before you went on a, um, I think it was prior to a Super Bowl, and you yeah. had a media tour, and you yeah. were discussing this, and uh, I appreciate you being candid here with us. And, and more than anything, you know, we love you to death, man. And yeah, so we do. Yeah, we no doubt. Mutual, survivor. baby. No yeah. doubt. Mutual. We, we'd like to, when you say you're a survivor, that's that's the best thing we could hear. So that's yeah. that's really. That's I'm really still good. here, baby. I'm not going you anywhere. Are. Yes, you are, man. You know I mean? I'm talking about I'm talking about. The next time you're in the tank, <laughs> you need to do it in person. Well, shit. You know, I mean, you guys, you know, Dolphins picked you up. I mean, I know there's probably some money in the budget for a fucking plane ticket. I'm paying two college tuitions. And I got to ask, as a matter of fact, that you want me to get the fuck, you want me to get down there 
you know who you need to call. Because she love her some set. Wifey love her some set. We need Nuki for the weekend. Just don't mention OJ's name because then she's going to be like, hell no. All right, all right, go. <laughs> what? <laughs> all right, I, I, OJ, I, I don't even mean to blow your spot up like that. I'm just saying, <laughs> me and OJ had fun when we when we was down there. It was good. It was all good. Man, how many times you used my name and I wasn't even involved, Luke? How many times you used my name and I, I wasn't even involved? How, how the fuck you think I got in everywhere? <laughs> I said, well, man, it's a different OJ, time. It's a different hey, time. Hey, said, the funniest part was I get down there, I'm like, yo, OJ didn't tell you I was coming? And they were like, you know, OJ, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm Ray Lucas, the quarterback. And half the people are like, didn't know who the fuck I was anyway. And they were like, yeah, oh, you know, OJ, okay, 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 come on. That's in. it. Come in. And then OJ it, get man. to go and be like, yo, man, what's up with this this Lucas character, kid? And OJ be like, Luke, man, you got to stop using my goddamn name. I was like, <laughs> I, I ain't stopping shit. It get me in everywhere. I'm getting in every fucking it's a VIP place. card for yeah, sure. Yeah, as soon as I said his name, it was there. It was like, oh fuck, uh, red ropes opened up and shit. I'm yeah, walking under yeah, right. It's a different day and age, though, Luke. A lot has changed. A lot has changed over the years. Probably not that, but it is a different day and age. Yeah, right. Hey, man, <laughs> really good to see you. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you guys so much for giving me, you know, the talk and stuff like that. Your show is great. I'm a fan, you know that, of both of y'all very much. So the love is real. You guys just uh, do what you do. And I hope, you know, the Jets have a better season than the goddamn No, season. no, no. We're going to edit that part out. That's okay. Really? That's out of here. That's going. <laughs> We're going to edit that last part you know out. Don't fucking edit it, Seth. Then we'll talk about that shit at the end of the season. All right? That's how we do. You know what I mean? You guys know what you got to do. I will say this, though. You're the Dolphins head coach. You could have made, made a better decision. The guy's the real deal. I mean, to see what he's done, like, especially with big-name players, like, you know, you trade your your franchise safety slash cornerback to the Steelers because he because he don't want to be there because he he said I don't want to be a part of a loser and he gets him the fuck out of there. That's a real coach. That's real. Like, and they responded. You know what I mean? They were like, "Oh, the Dolphins are gonna tank." I said, "Everybody said it to me too." So I'm like, "Do you know there's grown men in that locker room that that this is their life?" They don't like, get it, man. Don't they don't get it. it. I'm not laying down for a fucking. First, are you crazy? I'm not putting all this work in for some dude I don't even know is going to get drafted the next year. I'm putting right. the work in now. We want to win now. And they responded to him. I think he's going to I think he's going to make a difference. I mean, he's already has made a huge difference down there. Yeah. But if you don't have a good head coach, you're not going to be good because you take on the persona of your head coach. You know you what I mean? The kind of guy you like that with Parcells. Right? I mean, he is that I think he's that good. I I just think he's that good plus He's that tough dude from where he's from in New York City. So, yeah. you know, you, you talk about the white meat set, fuck around with him a little bit, see what happens. <laughs> you might be spitting ketchup. You might be spitting ketchup <laughs> quick fast. Might be spitting ketchup. <laughs> hey, Seth, spitting ketchup quick, fast, and in a fucking hurry. <laughs> oh, man, we miss you, Luke. Thank you so much. All right, guys, you guys have a good one. It's great to have you. Always a pleasure. Hey, hey thanks for diving in, Luke, man. Thanks for diving in, brother. OJ, you got to bring me back. Don't forget, at the end, at the end of the season, then we'll then we'll have our shit talk. We'll, we'll we will. It. You know what I mean? Is that cool? Is that, it's gonna is be that it's gonna be a one sided story though, Luke. It's gonna be I know, a one sided story. My side. It's gonna be my side. A reservation in Ravens computer. Okay. Can we reserve Ravens computer right now for the end of the season? End of the season, reserved. Well, I fuck, I bought this shit. It, I don't need to be reserved. <laughs> I, I paid yeah, for but if she's not there, we can't turn it on. Well, no, no, don't worry about that. I mean, this will be here regardless where the fuck she at. I'll be right. right here with the bedboard that doesn't get used, and uh, then we talk. All right, Luke. All right, Great guys. You, Love you, Luke. Thanks, bro. All right, you guys. Salah,
You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, OJ, Juice Man, ooh and This is strictly for them true fans, golf fans Number one, One. of course y'all This ain't no ordinary sports talk Dive up in that fish tank Go get your aqua orange, yeah it's time to dive up in that fish tank It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank Rockin' with OJ and Seth when we dive up in that fish tank Okay, this one for them diehards Celebrate big or cry hard Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school, mix it in Feeling like we up close when we listening Dolphins tales, in Miami is the deep end We vibing with our favorite players, no secret We get with Seth and McDuffie Bringing up stories we never heard to the public Bet we love it, Dolphins fans never budget We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject You know it's all about them fans And if you ready for that water, time to dive in Don't switch the subject you know it's all about them fins And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fins You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive, dive in, in. Fish tank. Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank Rockin' with OJ and Seth, time to dive up in that fish tank Don't ever add a tool, you might never been in